Weekly Loss Podcast, episode number 235. Hey, cool, you fixed it. Don't expect anything. The chances of getting a signal are slim at best. Static's good, right? No. Reception is good. Wait, what's that? It's Russo's signal. Oh, crap. But this radio has a wider bandwidth. <laughs> That's what you call a party and a podcast. Hold it! Stop, do you hear that? Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Production Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Lost Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. We're here to give you our weekend review of The Lighthouse. And, of course, uh, basically what we're doing is just reviewing all the things that you guys have to say about the episode in question. As I have perused the forums and also looked at some screen captures online, I've put together some show notes for tonight. And for those of you who are joining us live in the chat room, you can see the show notes over at gspn.tv forward slash lost 235. Again, that's gspn.tv slash lost235. And for those of you who are listening to this via the podcast recording later, you can also view those show notes anytime you want, including the fact, uh, especially since there are some screen captures here uh, tonight. So we're going to kick things off like we do each week with turning to the very first caller of the week, and this happens to be Matt Anderson. Hello, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Matt Anderson from The Lost Report, calling from Minnesota for the Weekly Lost Podcast. Well, as soon as they introduced Jack Kidd in the sideways reality, I started racking my brain trying to figure out who the mom could be, because most likely it's going to be somebody that we know. And the only person I could come up with is Libby. And uh, I think there's some different evidence from the past that might uh, say that she is an eligible candidate for being uh, Jack's baby's mama. I would say, uh, first of all, we know that she uh, originally went to medical school, but then she dropped out and became a psychologist. So maybe they met in medical training. Uh, Also, we know that uh, Libby's husband's name was David, which is also the name of Jack's son. So possibly some different scenarios could be that either uh, Jack was once friends with this couple, Libby and David, and when David... Uh, passed away, Jack got together with Libby, or uh, maybe Libby just liked the name David. (laughs) Uh, So what do you guys think about that? Is Libby uh, possibly Jack's old girlfriend or old wife in the sideways reality, or did they just have a kid together? All right, guys, thanks for a great podcast. Take it easy. Bye-bye. All right, Steph, what do you think? I think it's stretching. Yeah? I I think that that's stretching. Um everybody's realities are only slightly changed and that would be a major change. I don't know. I, I think having your appendix out at seven versus when you're an adult is, is a, is a major change. I don't see it any different than that. <laughs> okay. You don't think so? All right. No, if that's what you want to think. Well, it's a theory. It, it's it's theories can be, you stretched. asked me what I thought. Oh, so sorry. Did you, or did you not? I did ask, by the way, Stephanie is, is, uh, She's, Stephanie doesn't feel well. I know. I know. And Cliff's words cut. Right. Okay. And I'm trying to, but, but you asked me what I thought, and and I'm all what I think is that 
It's a stretch. It's okay. a stretch. I think that that to say, you know, okay, for one thing, we already we know that Libby was happily married to her husband until he passed away, right? He died. Right. I'm thinking in this reality, perhaps she was never married to a guy named David. Okay. You know, maybe the the 1979 events changed all of that. And we haven't heard Libby's name since, you know, like season four. I don't know. She was in season five. She showed she up. Was? I think she showed up in a dream or something like okay. that. I can't remember for sure, but I thought maybe possibly. Uh, what about uh, Jeremy in our chat room? Um, our good friend Fleegon. He says perhaps uh, Juliet is David's mama. See, I'd like to believe that more than, I mean... That would be interesting. Except in my mind, she goes with James now. Right. Now, Jeff Gentry says he knows spoilers about Libby, but will not share here. And we appreciate... That's very good. Yeah, we appreciate you not sharing because we are spoiler-free here. Right. So, um, I think... Okay, Sam says Libby has been seen since Michael's episode in season four. Okay, fair enough. Um. But no, I'm not saying that it's not a good theory. I'm just saying I think if you're asking me my opinion, it's a stretch. It's a stretch. Very good. I don't know why people. Am I so naive to think that Sarah is the obvious choice? No, I don't think Sarah would. Maybe I I don't know. Just say yes or no. It's a yes or no. (laughs) Are you naive? I'm not going to say whether or not you are naive to think so. I think it's a stretch. Okay. It's a stretch that the woman that he was married to is the mother of his child. Well, he he was married. It's a sad, sad world that we live in. In this reality, we don't know at all. John Locke was engaged to the woman that he was dating. Yeah. Okay. The only thing that changed in the reality was the outcome of the relationship. Bernard and Rose are still together in the in the. It's slightly changed. (laughs) Oh my gosh, this is fun. <laughs> anyway. I, have a, I have a feeling something's getting thrown tonight. <laughs> anyway, I, I, maybe you have a point there, Steph. Uh, but it, it could be possible that it's somebody other than Sarah that that Sarah never because because of course Shannon wasn't it Shannon's father who crashed into Sarah. I think so. And maybe Sarah's Shannon's father. <laughs> is i don't know who cares anymore let's move on to the next (laughs) let's move on to the next thing i've got a little audio clip from the episode okay they are too young to have this kind of pressure aren't they yes yes they are it's hard to watch and be unable to help your son has a gift how long has he been playing I don't know. All right. So basically Badger wrote in our form. He says, I have just finished rewatching the lighthouse and the scene where Dogen was at the piano audition struck me as odd. Not that Dogen was there, but because of what he said, he told Jack that it is hard to stand and watch them suffer under pressure and that there is nothing they can do to help. He added that his son has a gift and how long his son and asked how long his son had been playing or words to that effect. It sounded to me like it was Jacob's words watching over Jack in this game that he and man in black are playing and that he suffers along the way. Jacob thinks Jack has what it takes or a gift, 
but there is nothing they can do to help him. He must find his own way. Hence the dismal uh, dis, what, dismissal, dismissal of Jack smashing the lighthouse and allowing him to sit in front of the ocean looking for answers. I think Dogen's presence was more than a character connection to the on-island stuff. I agree with Badger. You agree with Badger? Yeah, I was thinking about it, and it was just it—it's just too. It was just too similar yeah. in in what was happening with um, Jack on island and what was happening with his son off island. Right. And um, am I going to be loud enough? Why? Because this is like all the volume that I have. Yeah, I, you're I, loud enough. Okay. Okay. Before um, you were real plenty loud enough. Before I was yelling, and now I hurt. So okay. Um. Anyway, I think that it was all just too um, too closely connected and that there was a message in there. So I, I agree with him. I like that theory. Or her. Badger could be yes. either one. Okay, so we're moving on uh, to Brian's voicemail. And Brian called in and had this to say. Yes. Hello, uh, Cliff and Stephanie. Uh, my name is Brian. I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, my wife and I started listening to your podcast this season, and we enjoy it very much. Uh this is my weird lost theory. Um, everybody's talking about who's good and who's evil between Jacob and Smokey. Well, what if they're both good? What if it's just been a fight for centuries, Smokey wanting to get off the island and Jake, Jacob wanting to preserve the island? And maybe Smokey got so desperate that he thought, decided that the only way to get off was to kill Jacob. Um, you know, like Jack and Locke. Locke wanted to stay. Jack wanted to go. And it's both good. Uh, I think that we haven't really, we haven't seen the true evil person or group or that we've seen them and they just haven't revealed themselves to be evil or good. But I have a feeling that Jacob and Smokey might both be good, but they just have both different ways of doing things. Also, uh, in either season two or season three, um, Alex's boyfriend, Carl, was uh, in a chair with some goggles on watching a, like a twirly mind control thing. And uh, I don't, I don't think they ever told us what that was all about. It was when Kate and Sawyer were in the cage, and uh, they never explained what that was all about. And I have a feeling that may come back to this season to show itself and, and explain itself. I hope it will at least. So that's my weird lost theory. And uh, keep up the good work, and my wife and I'll be listening. Thanks. All right, Brian. Thank you very much for calling in. Uh, what if Jacob and Smokey are both good? I think that that's a, a possibility, although, you know, my, my feeling from listening to the official Lost podcast that, that perhaps they are going down the, you know, the good versus evil, you know, but then again, those guys, I, I, I think they just outright mislead people. I agree. Carlton and Damon. I, yeah, I think that they mislead people on purpose, but um, Alan in the chat room says they are, eat, um, they are each balanced to each other, both good and evil. And I think that... Um, while personally, I think I disagree because I think that that Smokey is evil and because that, and because, Jake, he's, because black he's black and, <laughs> right? and because the other guy's white. It's the cowboys, the good cowboys oh, versus you. the yeah, bad. Yeah, cowboys. thanks for making me look really bad there. Um, no, not because he's black, but because he is dark. The the darkness right. has been referred. They have used the word darkness to refer to him, but. Um, Now I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, I liked that because, because Alan's saying that they are both good and evil, um, I think is a better representation of 
um, of everyone as people, you know? Yeah. Would I call myself distinctively evil? Probably not. Would I call myself distinctively good? Definitely not. Right. You know, I, I, Stephanie Ravenscraft, struggle within myself. And so I think I like that because I think that it's a better representation of people, but I don't think that that's what they're going for on the show. I think that I like Chef Mark's uh, original theory that he came up with uh, was that uh, Man in Black and Jacob are the same. Okay. That that they are the same being and that they are the two sides of themselves, the dark and the light. Okay. That that war within. It, okay. Does that make sense? Well, then that just means we're all right. Uh, well, what's wrong with everybody being right? Um, it's lost. Oh, okay. Uh, he he also asked about the brainwashing room. What was that all about? And does it? You know, they never really explained it. You know, my thought about this. Okay, perhaps. Okay, perhaps the brainwashing room is what they do to implant people with memories when they are going to go send them send them back to the uh, to the mainland. So they come, they work for a long time, and then you know how they did do the whole, um, remember the movie, Man in, Men in Black? Mm-hmm. And they did the whole, you know, they erase your memory and whatever. Right. Yeah. So that kind of deal. So oh, you're getting okay. ready to go back to the mainland. And Thomas, of course, being sent back to the mainland, cannot remember his time there on the island because he was in room 23. Okay. There you go. Got to throw Thomas in there. Of course. Of course. All right. Badger also wrote in the forum that the lighthouse was the 108th episode or 108th episode of Lost. And of course, it did feature the number 108 prominently. Yeah. And Doug from Atlanta added not only that, but 108 is, of course, the sum of the numbers, which I think is going to be somewhat important. And that the episode definitely did explain the significance of these numbers. Now, Jacob ordered Hurley to set the dial at the lighthouse to 108 degrees. And, of course, we know that um, by just even watching the episode, we saw that there were names for each of the, the listings or the notches on the, on the dial. Right. Uh, what is interesting, of course, is that Wallace was the name that's at 108. However, his name is crossed out. I I thought it was even more odd to find that Mr. that friendly is number 109. Now, what is Tom was Tom on the island? Was his last name really friendly or did we just call it was that just a nickname we gave him because, you know, Mr. Friendly because he wasn't so friendly. Right. You I know, because we called him Zeke for a long time and then we call him Mr. Friendly. Was his last name really friendly? I don't I, know. I never thought about it, but I would assume that it would be. I, I, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, friendly is a, la- I mean, is a name that's there for uh, number 109. Anyway, so why are the names crossed off? That's my question. Um, and, and some people are talking out there and they say, you, you know, perhaps they're crossing off names of people who uh, are not officially candidates. Okay. And, um, or people who are dead. Yeah. Um, the question is, though, are well, have we seen any names that are crossed out that are not yet dead? Right. That well, that and that would be a, a very good question. But Sam in the chat room says that at Comic Con on the memorial page, they did call him Tom Friendly. Okay, good. All right. So Thanks, there Sam. you go. All righty. So moving on, we will. And uh, next up, Amanda asked in the forum, "Who's coming to the island?" 
And and Amanda says, I think it, the person is number 108 in the lighthouse. You know, this guy, Wallace, but who's Wallace? And then you want to read what the Islander wrote? Um, the Islander wrote, I like the 108 theory. It could be Walt, Woodmore, Hawking, Aaron, or... Um, Ji Young? Yes, Ji Young. Um, maybe something... Maybe, maybe something crazy like Jack or all of the candidates' duplicates with the sum of 108 from the other timeline, maybe. That would be awesome. That would be Would cool. it be not cool that to find cool. all of the the candidates, their numbers equaling, equaling 108, bringing them all the alternates of themselves? Selves back to the island. That, that, would, be, that would be kind of cool. That would be yeah. fun. That would fit the whole destiny. Yeah. It was... It, no matter what the reality, no matter what they did to change it, it, it was their destiny to come to the island. Exactly. Right? So that would fit that whole thing. The Islander also wrote this. He he wrote, Wallace was crossed out. So I think Jacob used 108 to make the trick more convincing. I have thought about who's coming to the island some more. And now I think it's definitely Aaron. The way Claire speaks about him, I think Aaron will be what the final fight will be all about. All right. And then you want to read Just Sue? Sure. My first thought was that it must be Widmore. Um, He'd found the island before and I'm not convinced he was working. He was working in Jacob's interest. He did try to torch the island, which is not something a protector um, would want done. As someone in another forum theorized, maybe this whole lighthouse thing was actually Jacob's way of trying to keep whoever it is from reaching the island. Okay. If so... Then I would guess Woodmore. Wasn't Miles told by Bram that he was playing for the wrong team when he was working for Woodmore? All right, and she, if, she continues. I, I, I got to scroll down. All right, so sorry. If Jacob really does want this visitor to arrive, I can't imagine who it is. I'm skeptical about it being a child. Desmond is a possibility, but I doubt it. All the focus on Jack tells me he's the one Jacob wants as a replacement. And in the end, it will be Jack versus Sawyer, just as it was Jacob versus Smokey. Hmm. Very interesting. Lily's mama wrote, and I will just uh, read this one myself if you don't mind. I still think it's Aaron or someone who uh, has Aaron now. I just find it so hard to believe that Aaron would stay away for this long. I mean, he will come back to, into the story of the, of this, I am sure. Maybe it's Thomas bringing Aaron. Cliff might be right after all. I like that. Yeah. Well, I like that. Thank you for feeding into his delusion. Oh, well, Lily's mama is not the only one because Chris K actually sent me an email and says, Cliff, I thought you were crazy about Thomas until this episode. <laughs> but now what if Wallace on the on the compass is Thomas? We never got his last name, and Damon Carlton both said that Adam and Eve would prove that they were uh, they knew what they were talking about all along. So, borrowing from your theory, what if Claire and Thomas are Adam and Eve? That's awesome. I love this. If I end up being right, I told him I said I'd probably die of laughter. Maybe that if if all of a sudden Thomas shows up with baby Aaron, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, that will be awesome. Anyway, we'll be glad that this thing, this podcast is over because I'll be speechless. (laughs) All right. So here's another audio clip from the show. What are you doing? Nothing. I'm just, you know, looking because I'm a big fan of temples and like history. Indiana Jones stuff. You shouldn't be here. 
Go back to the courtyard. Tell them you can do what you want. Tell them you're a candidate. I'm a candidate and I can do what I want. Who told you that? Doesn't matter. Why don't you go back to the courtyard? What do you say? You don't want to know. So Tess wrote in the forum that the dark UFO reports that when Hurley tells Dogen to go back to the courtyard, it, that Dogen replies, you're lucky that you are protected because if you were not protected, I would cut your head off. <laughs> right. And then Fabian added in the forum on Lostpedia, he found the following translation. He says, you're lucky that I have to protect you. Otherwise, I'd have your head cut off or I'd I'd cut your head off. I, it's the what you've typed here or what you copied says otherwise I'd have your head cut off. I don't think he'd do it himself. Oh, okay. Or I'd have your cut off. Yeah. Yes. So but, they so yeah, but anyway, so yeah, that, that's something that Hurley definitely doesn't want to know. I well, and the and here's the deal though is that I think it's interesting and it makes complete sense that that Dogen knows it's his responsibility to that protect. he must protect these folks. Right. So so and Jack he needs to protect as well. Gerard, wouldn't he also need to protect? I don't think so because he, I think that that's what the whole test was about. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, we'll move along. Five to eyes blue wrote in the forum. I have to give my friend Jeff credit for noticing that the ladder unlock and uh, Sawyer descended on could be referred to as Jacob's ladder. So she's basically um, bringing, or he or she is bringing up uh, biblical references. Right. So we, we, I think we brought that up in the uh, initial reaction. I, th- I think Chef Mark or somebody did. Uh, anyway, uh, another from episode six is the name of Jack's son, David Shepherd, and of course, King David was right. a shepherd. Mm-hmm. All right, and of course, there's also young Jacob standing there with bloodied hand. Interesting stuff. The other thing that I, I um, somebody mentioned in the chat room is that D- King David, David was a gifted and talented musician, and so was yes, of was. course David in this episode. So very interesting biblical references back to the Bible there. All right, Jack's voicemail. So this is actually, uh, you know, I should have actually put this one last, but I'm just going to go ahead and throw it in here, and here's what Jack had to say. Hey, this is Jack from Virginia, and I just want to say this to Cliff and Stephanie. Cliff, you're not the only one who missed the thing about the wedding and John's locked dad or whatever. I totally missed that, so you're not the only one. Uh, Okay, I love this show, and I love all of your podcasts, and I'm a Plus member, so thank you guys for such a great show. Bye. Awesome, Jack. Thank you so much. Thanks, I'm glad to know I'm not alone. All right, so moving on, we got Doug in Atlanta. Hey, Cliff and Stephanie, this is Doug in Atlanta calling for the Weekly Lost podcast. I was uh, catching up on some back uh, issues of the Weekly Lost podcast, and I heard you guys talking about, um, in substitute, the theory that, uh, or, or how interesting that the lock, um, huh, lost and missed kind of worked together and there was I read an article on uh, online about how Damon and Carlton uh, you know have 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 noticed that as well or I don't know if they've drawn from that anyway 
it was noted that there were two brothers in this um, uh, in the mist story uh, who are vying for your you know uh, your your help, and we have two what appear to be let's call them brothers, uh, you know Jacob and Smokey, living very long lives and uh, looking for help from each of the uh, from from the uh, from the losties. In the game mist, it turns out that you're not supposed to ultimately help either of the brothers, you are supposed to help their father, who uh, you've known about little by little all along, uh, but then ultimately you find out how to rescue him. Well, there is another long liver on this island, Richard Alpert. And I'm wondering if maybe this, he's the kind of the third side in this. Uh, you know, it's the presentation has been black and white and black and white, as it has been in the midst, this brother or that brother, all the way through, until the very end you realize... You know, there's a third party here that is really the good guy. And perhaps Richard Alpert is, um, you know, he's, for some reason, he's living a long time. What if he's a smoke monster? I don't know, but, but he could be maybe the, the wild card in all of this. It's not just a, a, a one side or the other. There's actually a third, uh, third party involved, possibly. Anyway, thank you for listening. Doug, thanks for calling in your thoughts there. Uh, Lost and Mist. Uh, you know, I had never played the game Mist uh, because I, it's not because I never tried. It's just I always had issues with the computers that I tried to run it on. It just never would work. The game was always buggy for me. Now they have the game on the iPhone, which I hear is amazing. But now I know everything about the game. And so now I don't know if I want to play it because now I would go into it knowing everything everybody's already said. So. Right. But that's okay. Don't worry about it because I I wasn't interested in the game until I heard that there was tie-ins. So, but now I'm interested, but now I'm not interested. Hmm. Anyway, figure that one out. So moving along. What, Steph? Nothing. Okay. Nothing. Uh, while running through the dial, Jack sees images. Oh, by the way, this is these are regarding the screen captures of what they saw well, in the mirror. Well, hold on. Hold on. What do you think about Richard Alpert being a wild card? Um, you know, I don't know. I. Well, you ask me questions all the time to put me on the spot, so answer right. away. Let's go. I think Pick it up. I think well, I think Richard Alpert <laughs> seems to be the only person on the island that doesn't age that I can see any evidence of so far. Right. So I think that Richard Alpert is definitely unique. Um I guess you could say that also Jacob seemingly does not age either. Because did we not see Jacob visit somebody young when they were young? Sawyer. Sawyer when he was young and Jacob looked the same, right? Yep. So Jacob and Richard, to my knowledge, are of the same origin, maybe. Okay. So, yeah, I, I kind of like that. Okay. Anyway. All right. So running through the dial, we saw uh, images of the, is it a pagoda in the mirror? This is the pagoda where Jin and Son were married, the place where Jacob visited them. Uh, and of course, here's Jeremy's two cents. It appears that the place is is also Son's father's home, and presumably Son's childhood home, as seen in season one, um, House of the Rising Sun, which I just reviewed tonight, rewatched tonight, is what Jeremy said. Uh, this may indicate that Son is the Quan on the list. Aaron S, Just Sue, and Lily's mama were also discussing this in the forums. So there's a link to that conversation that's going on there. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> so w- weren't you the one who said that you, you thought that perhaps Sun was the the Quan? Well, 
I said all along that I thought that they were all men right. um, out of these six, but I said that, and I don't remember why, but someone had, someone had said a theory as to why it could be Sun, and I said I liked that because she has always been my favorite character. Mm. So right. I think that's what I said. Okay. While running through the dial, Jack sees images of the church mirrors, uh, a church in the mirrors. This is the church where Sawyer's parents were buried, the place where Jacob visited him. So in the first image, you've got the place where Jacob visited son. Second image, you've got the place where Jacob visited Sawyer. In the third place, when the dial turns to number 23, it shows Jack's childhood home. Of course, number 23 says, what's the last name? Shepherd. Oddly, though, this is not where we saw Jacob visit him, possibly suggesting that something special about Jack or that the number 23 belongs to a different shepherd, perhaps Christian. Which, of course, we do know that Christian's on the island or at least have that feeling that he might be on the island and possibly not dead. Hmm. Possibly. Anyway, and then, of course, there's another screen capture there where you can see some of those different varying things. Anyway, uh, and then, of course, I have one more voicemail, and this comes from Jackie, I think Jackie Brown. Hi, my name is Jackie Brown. I'm calling about Lost, North Carolina. And my theory is just that they're going to, at the end, they're going to be able to choose which life they want to live. They want to stay on the island, or if they want to have their other life, what my husband called, um, flash sideways. So, anyway, that's my theory. Thanks. Have a great day. Thanks for your show. Bye. What do you think about the idea that they could uh, choose which which reality they want to live in? That would be that would be pretty cool. I like that. That would be pretty cool. It would be. Alrighty. I, I do like that. Well, I'll tell you what, believe it or not, that's all I have for tonight's or for this weekend review. Right. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to open up the uh, the listener feedback line or not the listener feedback line, but the studio line. And also I'll open up Skype. So if anybody wants to dial in via Skype or the telephone, uh, we'll go ahead and take your call. I'll tell you what, though, um, in the event that nobody calls in here, um, I think we covered a lot of the most major points. And, of course, if you guys think we missed something, you can give us a call on the voicemail feedback hotline, 859-795-4067. And, again, that's 859-795-4067. You can call in uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and we'll put it in next weekend's uh, weekend review. I do have an update, though. We do. I have a very big update here, and I want to let you know that things for our lost party are looking really good. Uh, I mean, really, really looking good. And of course, we're going to invite you. Please go today. Don't don't delay. I mean, we need to know as soon as possible that you're coming. GSPN.tv slash lost party. If you have if you have mentioned that you're coming, but you have not yet officially registered, please register today so that we can get um, that all taken care of. We're waiting for a certain number of people uh, to register before I make before I sign the actual contra- contractual agreement with the uh, the Hilton Hotel. But as soon as I get a, to a certain number, if I can get there before uh, the next week or two, then I will certainly uh, be um, signing those contracts. And of course, it, th- just so you know, a couple things here. The party definitely happening. There is no question to that. There is definitely going to be a party. 
I am about 90% certain that exactly the way that it's described at gspn.tv slash lost party. If you go that to that page, I am about 90% sure that it's going to happen exactly like that. In the event that we choose a different location other than the restaurant, um, we will still get, have a huge, massive party. Uh, we will still get the room rates that are there. That that I mean, I, I can already see that the room rates are. We've already got several people coming in, and they've already said two nights. So okay. things are definitely, definitely um, going to happen, and it and it's looking awesome. We just need people to register as quickly as possible so that we can we can get the things moving forward. And again, that's gspn.tv slash lost party, all one word. All right. So moving along, um, I'm just going to go ahead and do Bonnie's uh, coming up on lost. And if you do not like spoilers of any type, what's death? We have an announcement, too. Oh, yes. About next week's episode. Oh, that's right. There is no weekend. There is no Nashville. weekend review next weekend. Right. I do apologize. We I'll tell you what we will do, though. Plan, we will plan on this. This Tuesday night, there will be a an extended um, lost initial reaction. I, and if Stephanie, if you need to go to bed afterwards or halfway <laughs> no, through, that's fine. fine. No, that will be fine because, you know, after the episode, you're excited and. Right, right. So it will be an extend. It will be a very extended uh, lost initial reaction, but here's the deal. Gary, it'll be slightly extended. <laughs> okay, Stephanie's says slightly extended. Well, it'll be extended as, as long. I'll tell you what. F- please plan on coming and calling in that there night. There you go. Please plan on calling in that night uh, to share your initial reaction to the episode and everything like that. I will be in Nashville, Tennessee next week for a podcasting conference where I'll be speaking at. And there's and, and there's always a party that Saturday evening right. and I'll be mingling and networking with people and building business and all kinds of good stuff. So I will not be here. So anyway, thank I you. I will be in bed early enjoying my night off. <laughs> there you go. So, Stephanie, thank you for reminding me of You're that. Welcome. And uh, let's go ahead and see what's coming up on Lost. And again, if you don't like spoilers, go ahead and shut things down now. Don't you want to know? This is Lost Away Bonnie with your preview of next week's episode. Lost Season 6, Episode 6 is called Sundown and will air this Tuesday at 9 p.m. on ABC. ABC synopsis reads, Saeed is faced with a difficult decision and Claire sends a warning to the temple inhabitants. I heard a theory, and I can't remember if it was here or somewhere else, that perhaps Ben had to be the one to kill Jacob because he was part of Jacob after being taken to the temple to be healed after Saeed shot him when he was a kid. With the murky water, the same thing happened to Saeed, only this time it's Man in Black smoke monster guy that is part of Saeed, so he has to be the one to kill Man in Black. I think it's a good theory and a good possibility that the decision Saeed is faced with is whether or not to kill this man that looks like John Locke. As far as Claire, I find it interesting that she is going to be the one to warn the temple inhabitants when it seems like she is on the other side. This episode brings back Kimi, the mercenary who killed Alex and whom Ben killed in the Orchid Station, Omar, who was killed when Kimi kicked the grenade away from himself and right to Omar, Nadia, Saeed's sweetheart, who died after being hit by a car, Dogen, the leader at the temple, Lenin, Dogen's translator, 
Cindy, the flight attendant who was seen with the others on Hydra Island and also at the temple, and the Taley children, Zach and Emma, whom we saw at the temple. Showrunner Damon Lindelof has said that things really take off with um, beginning with this episode, so I think we are done with the slower episodes. For more information on Lost Season 6, Episode 6, Sundown, visit lost.about.com for my previews and photos. This is Bonnie Koval for GSPN's weekly Lost podcast and lost.about.com. All right, so there you go. And Stephanie, this is no spoiler, but I will just say that one of the things that Bonnie said at the end there is that Carlton had said that things really take off after this coming episode. And so the slow episodes, the building up, I think... uh, I I told you they were building to something. Yep, yep. I think we're about ready to see it. You have to have those steps on the ladder. Exactly. Yes, we do. So there we go, my friends. That is a wrap for this weekend review of the Weekly Lost Podcast. Hey, if you want the future episodes of the weekly, uh, the weekend review show to be much longer, please give us a call and leave your voicemail feedback. And I tell you what, even though I recognize there are going to be a lot of you that are not able to catch us during the live initial reaction on Tuesday night, whether you're on the West Coast, Central, you know, or uh, West Coast, Mountain Time, or you know, anywhere else in the world. Um, the good news is that we will have the initial reaction recorded and released to you. It'll be an extended form. But you guys will be able to leave your audio feedback. Go ahead and call it in. Leave the voicemail at 859-795-4067. And the following weekend, during that weekend review, it'll just, we'll include all of that. We'll do a weekend kind of like a, a wrap up of all the things that you thought about this coming episode as well as the episode in question that week. Did that all make sense, Stephanie? I think so. I think it did. And of course, again, don't... have an extended initial reaction on Tuesday. Right. And then next Tuesday... We'll have a we'll we'll have have another extended episode because we'll talk about... No, no. Next Tuesday is the... This coming Tuesday is the extended lost initial reaction. The following Tuesday will be a normal initial reaction, but the weekend show... We'll oh, be the weekend show. We'll cover both. Exactly. Okay. Now That'll I'm, work. Yeah, I missed where you said it was on yeah. the weekend show. There we go. So uh, that way we get everybody gets the opportunity to leave all their thoughts and theories and all that good stuff. So anyway, we just want to say thank you for listening and subscribing. And uh, we look forward to possibly seeing you at the series finale party. You do not want to miss this event. Go to gspn.tv slash lost party. Register today. Anything else, Stephanie? No. no. All right. No. And uh, you know what? Check out some of our other shows if you haven't done so already. Head over to gspn.tv slash shows. There's a lot of other podcasts that we produce. Of course, you know, this is a, a big, huge focus for us right now. But we still got a lot of shows that are going on. About 10 to 15 episodes a week being put out here. And uh, we would love to have you listen to some of the other stuff. Anyway, Stephanie, until next time... Stay Stay lost. lost.